Hello and welcome to the Ice Guy. This is the show that takes you into the world of the National Hockey League. Every game, every day, from a betting perspective. With pro sports handicappers, Ian Cameron, Alex P. Smith, and various guests from the world of hockey and sports betting. And now, here's your host, Ian Cameron. Welcome to the Ice Guys, Monday, November 27th. Ian Cameron, Alex B. Smith, ready to break down the uh, Monday NHL card. Uh, obviously, it's not a bad slate for a Monday, actually. Six games on tap tonight, uh, and we will break those down. And we'll get right into it. Uh, it'll be a short show today. We'll go right into the games today. But before we do that, we do want to put up on the screen tomorrow night. Uh, our this is our, We've had a couple BetCasts, but they've been members only. This will be free for all, the, the main BetCast, if you will for the month of November, coming your way tomorrow night, 7 p.m. Eastern, Tuesday night, for what will be a terrific night of hockey. Uh, it is not only a big card uh, coming your way on Tuesday night with 10 games, but we've got Islanders-Devils, pretty good rivalry. You've got Panthers-Leafs, you know, a playoff rematch tomorrow night. Uh, you've got uh, Penguins and Predators, and Nashville's red hot right now, so they're a team worth watching at the moment. Dallas and Winnipeg showdown for first place, essentially in that division right now. Uh, outstanding game. Uh, Alex's Blackhawks against uh, Seattle uh, tomorrow night. You've got uh, Vegas and Edmonton. Yeah, I know Edmonton's had their struggles, but that's still a playoff rematch from the second round last year. Like it is a very, very good night uh, as far as uh, NHL games and intriguing games tomorrow night on the NHL slate. So definitely looking forward to it. Uh, it's our November BetCast tomorrow night, Tuesday, November 28th, 7 p.m. Eastern. As always, uh, DM or email me or Alex to get the link to the BetCast to join us on the stream. Uh, and you are, of course, be more than welcome to uh, join us on the BetCast stream uh, tomorrow night. We are looking forward to it for sure. Yeah, definitely. And I'm, I'm just looking at the lines opening. There's something that's popping up in one of these games that is shocking the hell out of me. Uh, so this this might be one uh, betcast for sure. Don't miss it. It's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, we got a lot of cool stuff that's coming up with it too. Uh, I'll be doing a product demonstration. That's uh, a part of a, a thing that that the guys guys are doing with cake. Uh, so we'll be we'll be doing that as well. I'll be rocking the new hoodie. Ian will have a hoodie as well. Uh, so we got that coming up. We've got some great games and like I said, you know, this is kind of leading into uh, an interesting point in the season because. You know, we talk about it how often, you know, this is looked at as the turning point, right? You know, every team's in within 20, 25 games in, our team's contenders or pretenders. And now, of course, that window has been kind of stretched a little bit into the Christmas and even New Year's holiday. But I think this is now we're starting to see some things shake out. Based on what we've seen last night, what we've seen this past weekend, I think in the next couple of weeks, there's going to be some really pivotal matchups and, and some some really pivotal results that lead to what we're going to see in the future of some of these teams uh, regarding the future of the season. So definitely looking forward to Tuesday. Definitely looking forward to this week. Yeah, no doubt. Looking forward to it for sure. And what we've got on tap with uh, this uh, live uh, BetCast uh, coming your way uh, tomorrow night for what should be uh, a really good NHL card. Hopefully, betting opportunity-wise, it will be just as good as well. All right, we'll get into the Monday games. We'll begin in the Big Apple, Buffalo Sabres, New York Rangers. Uh, we've got the Rangers minus 220, home favorite, six the total in this game. Uh, Rangers uh, continue to be just a very, very impressive. Uh, they're start, not only their defensive game, which we know has been solid most of the year, 
We know their goaltending, regardless of Jonathan Quick or uh, Igor Shosturkin, has been really good. Um, but they are scoring goals in bunches right now, and that is something that we know what the Rangers they're capable of. But we don't always see that uh, on a consistent basis. But right now, uh, they are getting great contributions from everybody. Uh, having no trouble uh, finding the back of the net. It's just been a terrific and strong first couple months of the season. 15-3-1 and one, uh, for this team. Uh, they have won three straight. Uh, they are 7-1 and one in their last eight games. Uh, they had a great weekend, back-to-back wins Friday uh, against Philadelphia, and then a 7-4 to four win, hanging seven goals on the Boston Bruins. You need to pat yourself on the back uh, when you do that. Uh, very, very impressive stuff. Uh, from the New York Rangers right now. Uh, And certainly, like I said, they're getting contributions right now at the moment uh, from everyone uh, in their lineup. And that is truly uh, a great thing to see if you're a Ranger fan, uh, because when you look at the stat sheet regarding this hockey team right now, you've got Panarin 29 points, Kreider 20 points, Trocek 16, Zabanajad 14, Gustafson from the blue line 14 points, Lafreniere 12, Adam Fox uh, 11 so you've got basically seven players in double digits and points already at this stage of the season. So uh, absolutely been uh, very, very uh, strong, this uh, Rangers team. Can they keep it going here tonight against Buffalo? We'll see. Uh, Buffalo got um, pretty much uh, blasted uh, against the uh, New Jersey Devils Saturday night, 7-2. to two. And I honestly didn't expect Nico Heashier to come back. And then when I heard that he was returning the other night, I'm like, uh-oh, I get the sense New Jersey wasn't thrilled with losing to Columbus either the day before. I'm like, and Buffalo might be walking into a bit of a hornet's nest now uh, against a New Jersey team that's going to be certainly uh, inspired and uh, happy to see their co- captain back on the ice. And that's exactly what happened. I mean, New Jersey just boat raced them early got out to a 4 nothing lead and never looked back. So, you know, one step forward, two steps back has been the M.O. of Buffalo uh, this season. Uh, they have the win against Pittsburgh, comeback fashion, uh, 3-2 at home on Friday night, and then they follow it up. They get bl- uh, blown out 7-2 to essentially by the Devils uh, the very next night. So, you know, it's one of those deals where this is usually the spot I like Buffalo. You know, big plus price, road underdog. Uh, this is the spot where sometimes they step up and surprise teams and get the win. But I don't know if I want to take a chance fading the Rangers again, because I did that on Saturday with Boston, just because Boston was off a loss. I'm like, Boston's just automatic off a loss. Not on Saturday, not against this Rangers team, which was the first time this year Boston's lost two in a row. So very, very difficult to step in front of the Rangers. I got the slightest of leans based on the spot and the price to the Buffalo side, but I don't know if I'm going to be pulling the trigger on it. What do you think here, Alex? Sabres, Rangers. Yeah, I say it's really hard to go in front of in, in front of this Rangers train right now, and especially when you look at the series history. Uh, you know, Rangers have been winning most of these games, but the biggest thing that stands out is the draw. Four of the last five meetings have gone past regulation, so that's the thing I'm taking a shot with here. Like I said, the Rangers have played well. You know, like I said, you know, wins against. Uh, Philly, you know, that's kind of a still a, a slight bit of a rival, a division rival. Boston, you know, that's a heated battle, like I said, going back and forth. And keep in mind, they had a 2 nothing lead early, blew that, came back and got the lead to end the first period, and then traded goals back and forth to get that win. So that's kind of a tough back, back and forth battle. Maybe they start off a little slow at home. Buffalo can kind of pre- uh, push things a little bit. This one goes back and forth, and we see another one uh, go past regulation. So I'm taking a small shot here with the draw. I got plus 380 over FanDuel. 
I think that makes sense. I, certainly when you look at what we've seen, be right. Four of the last five Sabres versus Rangers meetings have gone past regulation. I mean, their current form, not so much. Both of these teams have just played two games past regulation in their last 10, but certainly on the uh, series history, you can make, um, you know, make it a case that they've seen a lot of close games. You're right. Sabres have played the Rangers tough. Just winning those games has been a little bit of an issue uh, for them in, in terms of on a consistent basis. You know, as far as, like I say, the player props go for this game, uh, for the Sabres, they do have a couple of young kids uh, that have just been called up and are in the lineup. Now, this will be their second game, Uri Kulich and Isak Rosen uh, for them uh, the last couple of games, or this will be their second game, uh, but they're both on the third and the fourth line, so they're on the bottom uh, six forward group, both of them. But for me, I would stick to anybody on that second line. I think there's value. Other than Tuck's, Tuck might be worth a look, too, for Buffalo, but Benson, Cousins, and Paterka, you know, that second line's been pretty decent for the Sabres since they were put together. And then for the Rangers, you know, Jimmy VC. I'm telling you what, I've, I've finally – I'm finally buying into Jimmy VC and the little hot streak he's putting together right now. And uh, we know this is someone that's had to transform his game. He was this Hobie Baker winner, great offensive talent, never really consistently clicked for him uh, at the NHL level. Uh, but you look at what he's been doing lately here for the uh, New York Rangers. He scored two goals against New Jersey, uh, a goal and an assist against Boston. So you want a little bargain bin uh, aside from the usual suspects like Ryder and Zabanajad and Lafreniere and Kako and, you know, Panarin, you know, the normal players you would bet to for props with for the New York Rangers. Maybe you look at Jimmy VC right now. Uh, he's starting to percolate offensively for them. All right. Next up, we've got Boston, Columbus, uh, Bruins minus 260 road favorites, six and a half the total. I mean, my goodness, the Bruins, you just don't see, you know, defensive issues for them, the likes of which we saw against the New York Rangers on uh and even before that, against Detroit on Black Friday, you know, this team has given up 12 goals in the last two games combined. That is not Boston Bruins hockey that we are accustomed to. So, you know, there's going to be a sentiment in that dressing room that, hey, we got to tighten this back uh, and get back to Bruin hockey and sound in our own zone. Uh, and uh, we'll see if they're able to do that here uh, tonight for the uh, Bruins in this game um, against Columbus. It's obviously uh, a situation where it's a rest advantage uh, for Boston. Uh, they had played Saturday afternoon uh, against New York, uh, whereas Columbus, they're coming back off a back-to-back playing in Carolina last night. Tough loss for Columbus, man. They had a 2 nothing lead. And, man, those are the ones where on the road, even against a good Carolina team, you're like, we got to sew that up and find a way to get the victory. They were not able to do it. Uh, the Hurricanes come back with three unanswered, including the first goal of the season for Andrei Svechnikov. Long overdue for him to finally – get off the schneid, and he did that, scoring a beautiful goal, game-winning goal, wonderful give-and-go, perfect one-time shot past Merzlikens for the game winner, uh, 3-2 for the uh, Carolina Hurricanes in comeback fashion. So now it's back-to-back for Columbus with, of course, Spencer Martin in net, no surprise, uh, with uh, Merzlikens playing yesterday and this being a back-to-back uh, situation. Spencer Martin, really first few starts pretty good. Not so much the last couple. Four goals allowed to Dallas in a 5-2 loss. Five goals allowed to Detroit in a 5-4 loss. And four goals allowed to Philadelphia in a 5-2 loss uh, in his last few starts. So not nearly as effective lately for Boston. I don't hate that look from uh, one of our uh, chat participants, Isex, who's always in every day. The first period puck line, I could see that. Uh, out of the Bruins. They do need a better start. They didn't start well yeah. against Detroit. They didn't start well against the Rangers either. 
got behind early uh, in both games, really early in both games. I think Detroit scored less than 10 minutes into the game Friday. And the Rangers scored like two minutes into the game uh, on Saturday afternoon. We were still on the damn air, Alex and I, on Saturday mm-hmm. uh, with Bo Cornell, our guest that day. And there's the Rangers already up one nothing. So this Boston team does need a better start, a better first 20 minutes. So for that reason, from that line of thinking, uh, first period puck line on the Bruins, I probably will bet that for a certain amount. Uh, what do you think here in this one, Alex? Bruins, Jackets. Well, I grabbed over six at minus 120. It was available at MGM this morning. Now everything has moved to six and a half, so I obviously would advise to wait. Grab six or five and a half in game. Also would look to grab plus money on the first period over one and a half uh, in game as well. Exit Boston should come out firing. And uh, Spencer Martin, that, like I said, mechanically he's looked good. You know, I, I think he's looked the best that he's looked in pretty much in his NHL time in a few of these games. He just have not had any defensive support in front of him. And then in the last couple of games where he started to look just average or mediocre, uh, the floodgates have opened up. So, you know, it's one of those things where you have to look at, you know, the eye test of, okay, yes, the numbers are bad, but is his form, you know, better than what we're seeing? And in this case, it is. But even with that, I think Boston, like I said, uh, you know, getting out of that boat race with uh, – with the Rangers, and like I said, having back stars on the first couple of games, I think we see goals here early, but not early enough to the point where we will be shut out. I think we can wait a few minutes and be able to grab some good prices in game for first period and full game. All right, so liking the overs, but liking the more live for better numbers over in the first period and over. Yeah, the first period team total for the Bruins, possibly, but I might just stick to the. But the thing with that is the team total is I could see them getting the lead and then honing in on the defensive end because they know they've given up too many goals uncharacteristically here the last couple of games. So not saying they can't score two goals in the first period, but once they get up one, they might be looking for, you know, a little bit of a defensive shutdown uh, attitude or mode uh, after that for sure. Uh, But um, you know, Boston definitely has the schedule advantage in their favor. You know, as far as props go on Boston, I'm always going to look first and foremost at the two centers because both of them are really, really, really uh, contributing and producing right now. Uh, Pavel Zaka and Charlie Coyle, uh, the one-two centers for the Bruins. Uh, Zaka's been consistent all year, and Coyle's really heated up. Coyle uh, for the uh, Bruins has five points and four goals in the last four games uh, for Boston. So Charlie Coyle has really uh, found it. uh, And they need his offense. You know, you could say all you want about how uh, he's trying to, um, you know, be a good two-way center, but they need some offense from Charlie Coyle too, especially now that he's going to be second-line center. You know, he's got to give them some of the offense Krejci gave them all these years. So it's definitely a site that is welcome to uh, Bruins fans to see uh, Charlie Coyle uh, finding the back of the net and producing right now. And then for uh, Columbus, uh, you know, like I said, Marchenko has really been someone that's uh, started to heat up for them at the offensive end of the ice here in recent games. It's not a bad prop option, in my opinion. Uh, Boston has owned this series, by the way. Uh, They have won, obviously, six straight head-to-head versus the uh, Columbus uh, Blue Jackets, uh, including uh, no problem winning here in Columbus either uh, for this uh, Bruins team. Uh, the Bruins have gone uh, 6-0 and uh, in the last six meetings overall, and here in uh, Columbus, similar success uh, as well. Um, so I do like them a little bit, but more so first period uh, puck line. Beecher might be on the fourth line here for uh, Boston and a Cuban, so just be aware of that. I'm seeing him on the fourth line. I'm not saying he can't score, but – I'd like to be seeing him up the lineup and more ice time than what he's going to get if indeed he's on the fourth line tonight uh, for that prop. 
All right, next up, Florida, Ottawa. Florida, minus 130. Road favorite, six and a half the total in this one. Uh, Panthers, obviously, uh, trying to uh, get back on track. They've been a little bit more susceptible on the road, though, just five and five away from uh, Florida. They're off back-to-back losses, albeit Boston uh, in one game and Winnipeg in the other, and those are two pretty good teams. And Winnipeg was all geeked up, you know, for that game against Florida. That was Rick Bonus's return uh, behind the bench, and uh, you could tell that they had a little uh, – that was more important than your average regular season game to the Winnipeg Jets. Uh, they wanted to get it done there, and the return behind the bench for uh, Rick Bonus, and what a great job it was by them shutting out Florida 3 nothing. Uh, so Florida just one goal all of a sudden the last two games combined, trying to get their offense going once again. Now, the chances are they might get their offense going again here against uh, Ottawa. Uh, Ottawa is not a team that uh, you know goes extended stretches with shutting down the opponent. If you look at some of their recent scores, you know they give up uh, four, six to Tampa, three to Toronto, five to Vancouver, uh, four to Detroit. Uh, albeit they won that game over in Sweden, and then they come back from Sweden, they give up five to the New York Islanders. Uh, on Friday night, losing 5-3 to the Islanders in that game. So it's not exactly, uh, it's just an up and down team defensively, uh, night to night. And quite honestly, that's what you should expect from them with the uh, uh, just the, the the defense in the state that it is without Thomas Shabbat. Thomas Shabbat is missed, without a doubt. And um, without him, there's young players on the blue line. You know, Jacob Bernard Docker has to play more. Artem Zub has to go up into a top, to pair a role with Sanderson. Chikrin's got to log more minutes. Brandstrom's got to play more. You know, so it's still an adjustment right now uh, on the blue line for Ottawa. As far as goaltending, um, Sergei Bobrovsky for Florida confirmed. Uh, Jonas Corposalo expected, but there was some talk that he, you know, a little bit of a, a injury, minor injury at morning skate today. So it may not be him. They might go Forsberg instead uh, tonight, Ottawa. So just be aware of that. Uh, as far as this game goes, though, you look at the uh, last three head-to-head meetings, uh, seven goals or more, four of the last five head-to-head meetings, seven goals or more. So rather than taking a side here, I'm going to look more toward over six and a half. And we know uh, something that I have talked about for a very long time with Ottawa Senators home games is the propensity for overs uh, in their home games. Really, it's been a staggering margin. I mean, Ottawa-Tampa, home game for Ottawa, 6-4, home game for Ottawa with Vancouver, 5-2. Um, 5-3 the other night with the Islanders. I think if I go and look at the Ottawa record uh, here, if I can find it uh, in terms of over-under at home, it's pretty damn strong, you know, and it's not one that really you want to mess with uh, all that much. So uh, I do like the over here. I lean Ottawa, I do, at plus 110, uh, home underdog, Florida a little, you know, maybe Florida's going to go through their little malaise, their little funk right now. Um, but I don't like it enough to bet it uh, the, with this uh, Ottawa 10. Florida off two straight losses, starting a road trip. I expect the focus to be there for the Panthers tonight. So uh, for me, it's mostly the over. I like prefer that a lot more than either side. I just lean Ottawa. Don't know if I'll actually uh, end up pulling the trigger with that one. Uh, Alex, what do you think here? Florida, Ottawa. Yeah, this was a clear pass for me. Florida's a team I just haven't really been high on. Like I said, Ottawa still want to kind of see – is there going to be some momentum building from, you know, that Sweden trip? Like I said, but they're having some issues and injuries. Mystic Shabbat's huge. So this is a wait-and-see kind of game. I'm probably going to be passing on this. There's other spots I like to All right. It's a pass for uh, Alex in this one. Yeah, prop-wise, yeah, keep in mind in terms of uh, Florida, uh, great job by the uh, chat pointing it out. But Barkov's good. Barkov's in tonight. Uh, nothing wrong with him. He'll be in there tonight. Uh, no issues there. He'll be with uh, Reinhardt and Rodriguez. 
Brady Bennett Kachuk, the uh, second line. So starting to get, you know, more toward what we saw from the Florida lineup, the way it's constructed more toward in the playoffs last year uh, for uh, Paul Maurice as he tries to uh, get things going with his team uh, just a little bit. Uh, I will say this. I mean, uh, uh, in terms of uh, props for the uh, Florida Panthers right now, uh, someone that's been, uh, you know, contributing a little bit at times this year, even though down the lineup uh, for them, uh, you know, Nick Cousins has two points in the last four games. I see he's been, you know, going to the net. Uh, someone that maybe you can take a look at. Uh, Ottawa, to me, Timmy Stutzla has just been absolutely on fire for the Ottawa Senators. And he might be worth a look over one and a half points right now with uh, what he has uh, been uh you know, contributing offensively lately for the Ottawa Senators. And certainly it's been impressive. All right. Arguably the game of the night, certainly one of them, Tampa Bay, Colorado rematch of your Stanley cup final two years ago, the 2022 Stanley cup final. Uh, we've got uh, Colorado minus minus one thirty home favorites, six and a half, the total uh, in this one, of course, Andre Vasilevsky back in net for the uh, Tampa Bay lightning and back with a, a vengeance, if you will, uh, with an 8-2 to two win for the Tampa Bay Lightning and Vassie's return uh, on Friday night. Very impressive win uh, for Tampa Bay. Just a, a, a destruction uh, of the Carolina Hurricanes in their own building uh, in that game. So uh, extremely impressive stuff uh, from Tampa Bay. Uh, of course, these two teams very familiar with each other from the Stanley Cup final two years ago. A lot of the players still on both of these teams. Last year, these teams met in the regular season, of course, as usual, one in each building. Tampa won both games, 5-0 at home and 4-3 in a shootout here in Colorado. So 2-0 for the uh, Colorado or for the Tampa Bay Lightning head-to-head against Colorado in the regular season last year. And you don't have to ask Tampa Bay to get fired up to play Colorado, knowing they lost the Stanley Cup final to them a couple years ago. I, I tell you what, the what I saw them do against Carolina it makes me think Tampa Bay might go on a bit of a run here. I, I don't want to step in front of them in this spot. Second game back with Vasilevsky, but at the same time, Colorado's playing really well again, heating up, playing good hockey. The offense is flowing again, six and one in their last seven games. And if they don't fall asleep in the final minute of the third period in that one game against Nashville, they're probably seven and zero oh right now uh, in their last seven minutes. So it's a great game. I have no interest in. Uh, looking at the uh, side in this game, I think it's going to be a, a fun one to watch. Maybe you sprinkle the draw. We did see overtime or a shootout rather when they played in Denver last year uh, between uh, these two teams. So we'll see if that uh, gets going here. The power plays for both of these teams have just been sick how good they've been. Uh, Colorado's now scored in seven straight games with the power play. Tampa Bay is a, is an unbelievable seven uh, power play goals uh, or eight power play goals in their last four games. So they've been absolutely outstanding with the man advantage. I actually lean over here. I do. We saw 4-3 in Denver last year. Even with Vasilevsky back, with the potency of these two teams right now, especially with the power play, I might get there with a small bet over. But more than anything, this is a game to just enjoy as a hockey fan. And I do have some props, but we'll hear from Alex first. Uh, What do you think here, Alex? Lightning, abs. Yeah, trying to figure out some shit with my internet too. This game's gonna be interesting. Uh, you know, like I said, looking at this price, obviously seeing, I saw you know Lightning plus one twenty five uh, earlier today, and I said you know plus money is gonna go really fast with Tampa Bay not Vasilevsky's, uh, you know, back in, in the lineup. Of course, he hasn't been confirmed yet, but that's good value to grab with him. I'm still waiting to see. You gotta give him a couple more games. Like I said, we're talking about a serious back procedure. He didn't have 
any kind of uh, 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 time, uh, you know, in the minors or, or any kind of camp. Right. So we got to see, and we had to see an offense test him and make him move. Right. I mean, the third period in that Tampa Bay game was all Tampa Bay. We, we don't know what, what he could have done had Carolina really been, been firing off and getting busy. So we need to see a team in Colorado is that kind of team to press Tampa Bay, especially at home, especially in the altitude. So this is definitely a wait and see kind of a game for me. I understand people grabbing the value with Tampa Bay because plus money, especially if Vasilevsky looks good and he gets hot gets on a roll, now all of a sudden the band's back together. We're not going to see plus 110 even against a top team like Colorado. So uh, I understand the value grabbing, but I'm going to wait and see and maybe jump in live. All right, good stuff. There are a lot of props that I do uh, think stand out. I mean, right now for Tampa Bay, you're right, it's the big boys getting it done for them. You know, Point, Kucherov, Stamkos, Hedman. There's no doubt they have been leading the way for this team. So it's not one of those instances where you go bargain hunting for your Nick Pauls and your Barry Boulets like I did earlier in the season right now because they don't need them as much. All the big guns, you know, are firing away right now uh, for this Tampa Bay team. That being said, we do have a lineup change here. Mikey Acemont, who does have a point in three of the last four games, he's on the second line now for Tampa Bay as uh, John Cooper has got him with uh, Sorelli and Stamkos. So keep that in mind. We've got definitely a very good uh, situation there, maybe for a prop involving him. Yeah, that's the obvious choice for uh, Colorado is Nachushkin goal, assist over one and a half points. We've talked about that uh, repeatedly uh, with him. By the way, Nathan McKinnon, due to an illness, a late uh, appearance on the injury report due to an illness. So he's actually a game-time decision here tonight for the uh, Avalanche. So uh, keep an eye on that uh, game-time decision for Nate McKinnon. Uh, we'll see. That would make Nachushkin props even better. And then the other choice, Jonathan Drouin, man. Uh, I have missed uh, an opportunity or two to start betting some goal props for him, but he scored in two of the last three games. He's heating up. Drouin is plus 650 in some places to score a goal tonight. That's definitely what I consider great value there. And then the other choice, yeah, Ross Colton. Because he's a former member of the Tampa Bay Lightning, the age-old facing his former team uh, betting angle when it comes to a player prop. So I could definitely see that for Ross Colton, who's actually done a nice job giving the Avalanche uh, some depth scoring lately. Uh, He has four goals in the last seven games uh, for Colorado and now facing his old team. So there's no question Ross Colton's worth a look here tonight, maybe from a prop standpoint, facing his old team. Uh, the Tampa Bay Lightning in this one. All right, Vegas and Calgary. We've got Vegas minus 115 road favorites, six the total, shaded to the under uh, in this game. Uh, boy, we uh, both of us had an inkling that uh, Vegas might have a tough game on their hands with Arizona. They sure did. Uh, they end up losing 2 nothing to the uh, Arizona Coyotes. Shout out for Connor Ingram uh, on uh, Saturday uh, in that, or uh, yeah, Saturday night it was. Very, very impressive. Vegas had 34 shots. They did heavily outshoot Arizona, but doesn't matter if you don't score. And they got to give uh, Connor Ingram credit. He played uh, really well for Vegas in that game. Vegas, all of a sudden, you know, you look at them. Where's their offense gone? You know, they, they've just they've been shut out in two of their last three games. Two goals uh, in their last three games combined. It's not exactly uh, what you want to see. Uh, they've lost three of their last four. This is the first official slump. I guess that's what you can call it. First official slump of the season for the defending Stanley Cup champions after that rip-roaring uh, start to the season that they had. Now, obviously, they're good enough to battle out of it, 
question is going to be, will they be able to battle out of it tonight? Keep in mind, Alec Martinez day-to-day, Shea Theodore on IR. That is a huge loss. And you talk about one of the reasons why they're struggling to score. Well, you lose one of your best puck-moving defensemen uh, on the back end in Shea Theodore. You know, that's certainly going to have uh, an impact, uh, certainly on the ability uh, to get the offense started uh, from your own zone. He's on IR. Uh, Alec Martinez is day-to-day. Now, they do have depth. You can put in a Ben Hutton, a Braden Pahal, Caden Korchak. Definitely have a lot of options. Um, but still, they are definitely going to miss Shea Theodore. They are healthy up front. The good news for Vegas is this really is a good spot advantage for them. You know, Calgary's coming off the three-game a four-game, rather, road trip, Seattle, Nashville, Dallas, Colorado. Not to mention it was a back-to-back in Colorado on Saturday night, third game in four nights coming back home uh, for the uh, Calgary Flames uh, here in this game. Meanwhile, you look at Vegas. This is only going to be their fourth game since November the uh, 18th. So the games have been a little bit more spread out for Vegas going into this game. I do like Vegas here. Uh, situation, And they are still the better team. I'm going to take them here in this spot, laying a short number on the road against the Vegas Golden Knights. And I'm also, because I've been catching on to these Calgary first periods overs, which actually didn't happen for us, unfortunately, Saturday night uh, against Colorado. There were chances, but it just fell short. But I don't think you abandoned ship. And if anything, after a shutout loss the other night against Arizona, you would think Vegas eager to get on the board early uh, in this game. So uh, Vegas minus 115. Maybe a little look at the first period over for me as well. What do you think here, Alex? Golden Knights, Flames. Yeah, you know, we're bucking a trend here too in taking a first period over with a Vegas game because they are 11-2 and two to the first period under. Like I said, something's got to give. They got to wake up, and they have to wake up early with that offense. So I, I do like that first period over. Of course, Calgary, uh, like I said, you know, falling short in that, in that game on Saturday, but it still have been on a nice run, 9-3, and three, uh, four straight games where there's been a goal in the first 10 minutes as well. So definitely looking at both of those angles. And, yeah, it, it just seems like this is an awfully short price to take Vegas. But like I said, I just they have to prove it to me. You know, this, I think this game could go back and forth enough to where I still have time to grab something live if I like Vegas, uh, especially because I like both teams to score in the first period too plus 160 at BetMGM. So going with those two options and then hoping to maybe dabble and try to grab Vegas live. I see what I'm liking. I see the pace and intensity, the offense that we know they can bring, uh, you know, then that's something I'll I'll be doubling in. And I also have a player that I'm looking for uh, in that Golden Knights lineup I'll be talking about a little bit later. There we go. Uh, a little uh, uh, there we go. preview for us uh, for bargain bin special of the night later. Uh, no, it's uh, Aiden Hill and Jacob Markstrom. Uh, Aiden Hill and Jacob Markstrom are the uh, goalies tonight, as I expected in this game. And it's uh, Vasilevsky Georgiev in the uh, Tampa Bay, Colorado game officially, as far as uh, goaltenders uh, go. Keep yeah, this keep in mind too. Aiden Hill back home in Calgary should have a lot of family and friends there. Yes, absolutely, hundred percent true. Uh, and uh, you know, you always want to don't want to let the mom and dad down and the family down when they're in attendance. I'm going back to the well with Sharon Govich. I know if I don't bet him tonight, he'll score. You know, he's been good. He didn't come through the other night against Colorado, but uh, he's still value right now with the prices you're getting, plus 400 in some books when he's on the top line. Nothing wrong with that. And he look, he has been producing since uh, uh, Pierre Maguire's twin, as I call him, Ryan Huska, uh, since he put um, Sharon Govich with Lindholm and Mangiapane on the uh, top line. So I still like that. And then as far as Vegas goes, look, it's hard to bet a ton of their props right now, but – I think they need their 
bigger players to get going. You know, we need more for Michael. We need more for Mark Stone, John, even Jonathan Marcheseau, you know, up and down this year. And he's on a three-game goal-scoring drought. And to be honest with you, you go back to November the 2nd, and he's only got three goals for the uh, Vegas Golden Knights in his last 10 games. So it's been even a little quiet for, you know, what we think of as a really good offensive player uh, in uh, Jonathan Marcheseau. We'll see if he can uh, kick it into high gear. Someone is going to need to kick it. Uh, in the high gear offensively for Vegas uh, to get out of the uh, doldrums that they've been in the last few games. All right, Washington and San Jose. Uh, this uh, coming into the season was going to be, I think, one of the worst teams in the East versus the worst team in the West. Well, Washington's been a little better than that, but they came back down to earth as they got just drubbed in shutout fashion by the Edmonton Oilers uh, on Friday. We'll see if they can rebound as they begin their California swing uh, they're minus 200 road favorites. Uh, the total, uh, five and a half here, shaded to the over uh, here in this game. Um, I, I mean, I really don't plan on watching too much of this game. Uh, I don't really have a huge, strong betting opinion on this game. I mean, this is just in no way, shape, or form am I ever going to want to leave minus 240 with Washington. That's not going to happen. And I don't know if I feel comfortable enough to take San Jose. As San Jose won against Vancouver. But we know this team off a win has not always put their best foot forward. That's why they are, you know, arguably the worst team in the NHL. We don't trust teams, or at least I don't trust teams like the San Jose Sharks uh, to win uh, two games in a row. Uh, not not at all. Plus, we look, Washington to me, I worry about, you know, they're going to start coming back down to earth after that five-game win streak got snapped. Uh, but it is still starting a, a road trip. There's often focus and Look, last year they went to San Jose. They beat the shit out of this team, eight to three, uh, on March twenty eighth, uh, two thousand or yeah, March fourth, I should say, two thousand twenty three, uh, at the end of last season. So, just absolutely pulverized this uh, Sharks team. They probably win this game. You know, five and a half. I'm tempted by over. I will admit that five and a half. I'm definitely tempted by over. I think this total now. Uh, whenever I see a five and a half, look, I get it. With Blackwood in net, and it is Blackwood tonight for uh, San Jose, Darcy Kemper for Washington, although Kemper has had his struggles this year. But I'm telling you what, uh, San Jose, uh, even though they can struggle to score, they're not always consistent defensively one game to the next. We did see 8-3 Washington when they played in the Shark Tank last year. I think I, I think I could make a case for over 5.5 here in this one at the minus 120. Uh, I get it that the Capitals... Uh, offensively just got shut out by Edmonton. But let's also not forget they had scored three goals or more in six straight games prior to that shutout loss uh, to the uh, Edmonton Oilers. Meanwhile, you look at San Jose, they scored four against a pretty solid Vancouver team. That game went over the total. Uh, and, you know, this is an offense that has actually shown some spark, some life. You just look at this last six-game subset, and the San Jose Sharks have scored – during this span, 5, 8, 9, 10, 12, 16, 16 goals in their last five games. That's not bad. You know, and we're talking only five and a half with this total. So, yeah, I think I could talk myself into over five and a half, but nothing on the side for me. Uh, what do you think here, Alex? Capitals, Sharks. Yeah, I mean, this is an insane number to lay with the Capitals, but it's the Sharks, right? And that's the thing that's, that, you know, yep. and everything gets priced out of, out of proportion when you're playing a, a team this bad as San Jose. And Washington, like I said, dominating uh, as far as history-wise goes, but you can't trust 
Washington in this kind of a spot and with these kind of a prices, like I said, you can't trust San Jose to really give you any kind of offense either, hence why we're seeing a five and a half. So this is a complete pass for me. Nothing wrong with that. All right, great stuff. Uh, shout out to everyone in the chat. Over 200 live viewers uh, for this edition of the show. Hit the like button. Appreciate uh, we appreciate it very much. And a reminder again, Ice Guys Live Betcast, 7 p.m. Eastern tomorrow night for a huge Tuesday night card. DM or email me or Alex and we'll send you the link for the Betcast before it begins. We are looking forward to that. Yes, absolutely. Also, one thing to check out, the Ice Guys store. All this week, 15% off and free shipping. Uh, that's something you don't want to miss. If you missed the, the Black Friday sale, now is your chance to get some Christmas shopping done next week. So seven days, 15% off and free standard shipping. IceGuys.MySpreadShop.com. All right, great stuff there. Make sure uh, you check out the store. Perfect time with Christmas right around the corner. If you order your stuff now, you'll get it. Uh, before uh, Christmas uh, arrives as well. All right, bargain bin special of the night. Could the bargain bin special segment for me have gone any better? Yesterday, we went with our guy from the St. Louis Blues, won't you be my neighbors, Jake Neighbors. And not only does he score, he scores the first goal of the game, barely a couple minutes into the game. Uh, and I'm like, man, I should have sprinkled on the first goal prop uh, with him. And I know Rich H asked me uh, on social media, I wonder if anyone took him to score two goals he scored two in that game against uh, Chicago. No, I did not, unfortunately. I only had the uh, goal prop at plus 340, uh, but it was great to cash that with the uh, bargain bin special on yesterday's show. Uh, I'll get to mine in a sec. Let's hear what Alex has first for his Monday night bargain bin special of the night. Yeah, going to that Vegas-Calgary game, and, and the Golden Knights need to wake the hell up. If I was Bruce Cast, I would have backskated them after getting shut out. You've gotten shut out by Charlie Lindgren, Alex Nadelkovic, who's coming off an injury, no less, and Connor Ingram, that, that's embarrassing. Uh, you, you guys are better than that. Somebody's got to step up and deliver. Everybody's expecting Eichel. Everybody's expecting Marshall. So I think it's going to be somebody in the bottom six group that's going to step up for them. I'm looking at Chandler Stevenson, who's also on that second power play line. You can get him to score a goal at FanDuel right now, plus 410. He's the guy that I'm looking to get something done for Vegas here tonight. Uh, that's my bargain spending special for tonight. Oh. Well, that's a guy that's capable when he is on his game. Chandler Stevenson can make an impact. And Alex going with him for bargain bin special uh, of the night. Chandler Stevenson, Vegas Golden Knights. My bargain bin special of the night. So there's a couple of things I think that work well with this prop. Now we're going to the Tampa Bay, Colorado game for this. Uh, there are actually a couple of candidates I had for a bargain bin special of the night from this Tampa Bay, Colorado game. But there's one in particular that really, really stands out here. Um, the confidence that Jared Bednar has in this player, clearly starting to come back again. His, his confidence on the ice is clearly starting to come back again. You look at the last few games, what he's been able to do. Uh, he has scored two goals in the last three games. He is now back on the second line for this Colorado Avalanche team. Uh, and alongside uh, Ryan Johansson and Thomas Tatar. And not only that, he's now a, uh, up on the number one power play unit as well for the uh, Corey, for the Colorado Avalanche. Uh, so number one power play unit, second line, confidence coming back, getting more ice time, two goals in the last three games. And here's the topper of all. He's facing the team that traded him years ago, the team that drafted him years ago, the Tampa Bay Lightning. We're going with Jonathan Drouin tonight for the Colorado Avalanche against his old team, the team that initially drafted him years and years and years ago. 
at plus 490 to find the back of the net tonight. A great price, a great situation, tremendous opportunity based on the minutes and the, and the, and the position he's in in the lineup and the number one power play unit. Uh, so really things fit well for this one. Jonathan Drouin for the Colorado Avalanche, plus 490 uh, for my bargain bin special of the night. Uh, for this Monday card. Honorable mention to uh, Ross Colton, though. Uh, Ross Colton, plus 330 at Batano uh, to score a goal facing his former team. But the price isn't as good. Situation not as good. Drew Ann's the best option. Uh, best And the better bargain bin, clearly, plus 490 as opposed to plus 330. So Jonathan Drew Ann, plus 490 for my bargain bin special of the night. All right, best bets to wrap it up for this Monday. Alex, what do you like for best bet? This chat room going nuts. Uh, let's go with the first period. Both teams to score in that Vegas-Calgary game. That's been something that we've been rolling on, and Vegas has to get something going early. So expecting them to get a goal, expecting Calgary to get a goal. Jacob Marks from a net. So, you know, first couple of shots might go in. Uh, get that puck fire in Vegas. We're going with the Golden Knights and the Flames. First period, both teams to score. Plus 160, I got that at BetMGM. That's my best bet for Monday. All right, there we go. And look, we had the uh, Chicago-St. Louis, both teams to score yesterday. First period of that game, it came through. Alex has been picking off these first period BTTS wagers lately. Uh, And here it is again, popping up as best bet. Vegas, Calgary, both teams to score first period, plus 160 for Alex B. Smith with his best bet. My best bet for this card, um, nothing I really, really love tonight. So by default, I'm going to go with that Florida-Ottawa over 6.5 at minus 125. I think we'll get an and I need a I need a win with the best bet, man. It's been a it's been a drought here for me with the uh, bet. That was a crusher yesterday to lose that Winnipeg Nashville over six. I mean, it looked like it was actually going to get there, uh, and then we get scoreless hockey down the stretch as Nashville hangs on to win three two. So hopefully a slump buster here. Florida Ottawa over six and a half minus one twenty five uh, for my best bet for this Monday uh, NHL card. All right. Great stuff. We appreciate everyone in the chat for joining us. And one more reminder before we wrap the show up, tomorrow night, live BetCast. Can't wait. Huge Tuesday slate. Great games galore. Uh, We're excited. The fridge is loaded up. I'm actually starting to get a little better. I can see the light at the end of the tunnel as far as this illness goes. We're starting to really progress. Hopefully by tomorrow I'm feeling even better. uh, And we are rocking and rolling for what should be a fun, exciting, and hopefully profitable live BetCast. Uh, on Tuesday night, 7 p.m. Eastern. Looking forward to that on what is a great slate. Of course, DM or email Alex or I, uh, and uh, we will make sure we send you the link for that uh, BetCast. Yeah, Alex, go yeah. ahead. Oh, no, say, yeah, no, looking forward to the BetCast. I'll mention that in the chat, too, like I said. And, uh, you know, keep in mind, though, we don't have the family plan, uh, you know, thing that's still we're still in, in working in limbo with that. But, you know, obviously, like I said, with everything being open, it's going to be just kind of more of an open pass uh, for people who are getting on the stream. Email me or, or DM me or Ian uh, to get that, and we'll we'll take care of that uh, you know, as we open up to the backcast. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, no question. And would uh... – uh, great stuff. Looking forward to the BetCast tomorrow night. A reminder, the Ice Guys is live seven days a week, Monday to Friday. Uh, the rest of the week, of course, this week, 2 p.m. Eastern, Saturday and Sunday, noon Eastern. If you can't watch the show live, download the Ice Guys podcast in audio form on all major podcast platforms. For Alex B. Smith, I'm Ian Cameron. Have a great Monday night. Enjoy the games and good luck. And we will talk to you again tomorrow on Tuesday. A big Tuesday daily show and the BetCast coming your way on Tuesday right here on the Ice Guys.